Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brad. I go by SEC Michael on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I am so looking forward to this Saturday, all SEC action. We got a number of outstanding games to preview, break down, and predict. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, brother. Doing great. I'm putting these scores in, and and I'm looking at it and thinking over it. And I'm like, you know, I have this feeling, and please, God, don't be wearing an orange jersey, but I have a feeling that we're going to see some upsets this weekend. I think this is quietly become this is going to become one of the the most pivotal games weekends of, of SEC this year, and uh, I just feel like we're going to have a couple upsets. So, like I said, I pray to God it's not an orange jersey, but uh, but there are a couple of matchups that if you think about it long enough, you can convince yourself that an upset could happen. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know about you, Shay, but uh, me personally, I sit around and I think about which game do I want to give my coveted. Covet is probably the exact opposite of the word I should be using, but w- which game do I want to do my lock of the week? And yeah. it's, it kind of comes down to who do I want to piss off the least? Because we know <laughs> yeah. when I lock up a game, the other team is bound to win. So yeah. uh, I think I got one that's for sure is going to carry the day. I'm interested to to see which one you lock up. But before we get to that, Shane, got to mention the sponsors. Game time sidekick, Shane, Knoxville, Tennessee-based business, but it's run by a Florida Gator. So don't don't be out here confused, <laughs> Shane. So this is just some Tennessee operation, but it is local. We love that about it. This is NCAA officially licensed gear, Shane. They got tumblers, bottles, shaker cups, sippy cups. The whole family can get them some Game Time Sidekicks, Shane. And if you go to GameTimeSidekicks.com, you put in that promo code, hey buddy, all one word, you get 15% off your entire order. If you're looking for something to get that special somebody here for the Christmas or your, your dad, your brother, your uncle, grandpa, GameTimeSidekicks.com is where you need to go. And don't forget that promo code, hey buddy, all one word for 15% off your entire order. And all this information can be found in the show notes. And last, but certainly not least, Shane, prizepicks.com, sponsoring the show for the second consecutive season. This is Daily Fantasy Sports, and we love prize picks because they have college football selections, Shane. So if you go to prizepicks.com, Put in that promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit all the way up to 100 bucks. Again, by using that promo code SEC at prizepicks.com. Again, this can also be found in the show notes. Are you, buddy, ready to hear my prize pick selections for this week? Absolutely, man. <laughs> the, it, my, my locks are, are terrible. My gambling picks are pitiful. But ever since <laughs> I started following your prize picks, I've been making money every week. So, yes, Mike, let's roll out those prize picks. And I feel like, you know, sometimes the bookie, you know, maybe he's hung over or uh, something like that. You know, just maybe he got hit in the head. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I think we found a couple here, Shane, that uh, you got to take advantage of these while you can. 
Devon Achain, Texas A&M's do-everything running back. Of course, we know he'll probably have a field day on the ground, but he's number one in the SEC, Shane, in all-purpose yards because he, he's also a big-time receiving threat yep. out of the backfield. I like Devon Achain, Shane, over 15-and-a-half receiving yards against Auburn. Come on, that's a lock right there, isn't it? Absolutely. That's one play, man. That's one freaking play, and it's probably going to happen on the first series. So, yes, give me the over. Expect some sort of – I mean, think about it. One screen goes yep. for 15 yards, you're set. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on that one. Now, how about this? I couldn't believe this. I almost fell out of my chair, Shane. Will Levis <laughs> over – Two hundred and a half passing yards against Vanderbilt. Two hundred yards. I mean, he's got to get to two oh one, which he could probably do in a half against Vanderbilt's defense. Yeah. The only problem is he may be sitting in the second half, but I still <laughs> think he can get to two oh one in the first half for Will Levis. That's a gimme, isn't it? Absolutely. This feels like a, it feels like a clinic about to start up there in Lexington. <laughs> I, I just I'm calling it. They they started out last week with a pass, and it, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. They they drifted away from that. I think they lean on Will Levis. Let him let him stretch the field. Let him. I mean, he's healthy, brother. Let's yeah. let him play some football. Mm-hmm. And then last, Shane. Hey, we've been calling Jimbo out, and but we've not been calling out the Aggie fan base, Shane, and we've certainly not been calling out some of these young outstanding players they got so let's give them a little bit more love here on the prize picks evan stewart their outstanding true freshman receiver over 66 and a half receiving yards against auburn and his lowest total shane the last four weeks is 87 so Hmm. you know he could have his worst week in, in a month and still get over and he did this against alabama south carolina ole miss florida those are better defenses, I think, than Auburn. So I think it's a safe bet he gets to that 67 receiving yards for Evan Stewart. What do you, what do you think on that one? Absolutely. And they got a quarterback this week, doesn't have the flu. So, yeah, give me the over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, buddy, are you ready to make your predictions for this outstanding weekend of SEC action? Hell yeah, Mike. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, first game on the docket, Shane. Vanderbilt. At number 24, Kentucky. Kentucky's mm-hmm. favored by 18 points, but uh, the, the over-under shade's only 47 and a half, so gives you an indication of what they think Vanderbilt's going to do in this one. This game kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Kentucky won last season in Nashville, 34-17. How about this? I had, had no idea, Shane. The all-time series, though, is Kentucky does a lead. I, I assume that, but it's 48 48- 42 so this is this oh, is a tight closer. tight series but kentucky has not lost in lexington since in this series since 2012 and they've won six in a row against them commodores do they make it seven in a row well mike you know ever since that tennessee game that i was worried that this defense has faded and i'm talking about kentucky i just i feel like you know, there was a moment during that ball game. I said, you know, we've we've all been duped. Everybody's been telling us how good this Kentucky defense is, and we've been duped. And they bounced back after Knoxville. 
They go over there to Mizzou and they put on a clinic, brother. Yeah. And and I think that is the the telltale sign of of what to, we're going to see in this game because Vanderbilt's limping in. They don't have their quarterback. Swan is out for the rest of the season. So we know what's going to happen, and that's going to be Mike Wright running a lot to the yeah. left, to the right. And I have full expectations of, of, of the Big Blue Nation loading up that box, stopping that running game that gashed South Carolina last week, and forcing him to throw the ball. And unfortunately for Vanderbilt, that is not going to happen. Brother, I think Kentucky is tired of the noise. They're tired of the bullshit. They're tired of people telling them they're not good. They're tired of people saying, well, this is another year. Stoops may get fired. Stoops is leaving Lexington. No, I think this is just all that noise noise all that that outside noise is finally coming to a head and unfortunately Vanderbilt will be on the receiving end of this brother so I want to go ahead and get my lock done man this is going to be an absolute bloodbath brother and I and I know it's early so that's good so you can get out and enjoy the rest of your day but Kentucky you're going to win this game 42 Vanderbilt 10 and I love the over. I love your prize pick. I think this is one. This is a game they're going to allow Will Levis to just cut loose and have some fun. So, Shane, you remember it was about a month, month and a half ago, we had uh, my buddy Chris Marler on the show heading into that uh, Ole Miss game, and he said, Kentucky kind of sucks. <laughs> Did you see your old cousin Ollie, his response yeah. this week on Twitter? Anybody yeah. that missed it, I'll throw it up here on, on the YouTube, but – he said, are you going to have Marler back on? Because I would love to hear his thoughts. Now that Alabama kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know Alabama doesn't suck. But uh, hell, now that nah, they they have two losses, I just thought that was hilarious. But, yeah, there's some bravado to this Kentucky fan base. And yeah. even though they've lost a couple games, hell, they get this one against Vanderbilt, and mm-hmm. then they get the big one next week against Georgia. I mean, there's a real opportunity – to have some great momentum the tail end of the season. And I, I think you hit on the key factor for this game, Shane, with uh, Swan out for Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. We love Mike Wright. He's a dynamic player, but he's just – he's not where you need to be as a passer to go right. on the road and beat an SEC defense of this caliber. I think being that one-dimensional, I know Vanderbilt's got Ray Davis, they got Jane McGowan, they've got some nice pieces on offense, but you just can't be that one-dimensional against this Kentucky defense. And then on the flip side, Shane, now that Chris Rodriguez is eating up, now yep. that Will Levis is playing some mistake-free football after that poor performance against Tennessee, he shredded a really good Missouri defense in key situations. You know, that balance is going to favor Kentucky big time in this matchup. Mm-hmm. My only concern is I reference that Georgia game, Shane. Kentucky may be looking ahead, but when you have a couple losses on your record, it's it's kind of hard to, to look ahead. You know what I mean? you gotta mm-hmm. you got to lock in each and every week because the, the goal for Kentucky right now should be finishing the season in Florida for a big-time bowl game, and they can still get there if they pull an upset or two down the stretch here. So, yeah, I like Kentucky. I'm right there with you. I think that's one hell of a lock, Shane. I'm going Kentucky 35, Vanderbilt 14. I think Kentucky's basically going to be able to do whatever they want to this Vanderbilt defense. I mean, hell, if uh, if South Carolina had a career day against Vanderbilt, <laughs> just imagine what Will Levis and company is going to do to them. I may be underselling it at 35. And the only reason I say 35 is maybe because Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez have been banged up. So, yeah. 
maybe you don't want to play him the whole game. You know, this is a this is a great game to get some backups in there. I think. Absolutely, man, and and I think it's I think it's important to note too that you do have that Georgia game, you know, kind of just hanging out there coming up in the uh, next week. So you've got to you, you've got to have your playbook set, and, and I feel like Kentucky's been very reserved, and, and sometimes they needed to be, obviously, with the injuries they've had on this team. But mm-hmm. I, I think opening up is a good idea against Vandy so that you can just kind of, again, just build some chemistry and, and get momentum as you're going into that Georgia matchup. So I just see them trying to – to stretch the offense a little bit and let these guys there, there may be some mistakes made here, but this is a team you can afford to have a few. Yeah. Now how about this one, Shane, Texas A&M at Auburn. This line is uh, shifted and it's been all over the place here, but yeah. right now Auburn favored by a point and a half, just by the slimmest of margins, the over under 48 and a half total points the game mm-hmm. kicks off seven thirty Eastern six thirty central on the sec network. Last season, Texas A&M won this ball game twenty to three. The Aggies lead the all-time series seven to five, and A&M has won two in a row. Do they make it three against them fighting Cadillacs? Oh, Mike, Mike, I, I, I'm torn on this game, man, because I made a promise, I made a vow that I would never put money on the Aggies again. <laughs> and so far it's been working. It's been lucrative. Yeah. And I I'm chalking up last week. I out of all Jimbo's losses, I'm giving them I'm giving them a hall pass on last week. Mm-hmm. And and I'm looking at the Auburn Tigers and and were they fun? Were they exciting against Mississippi State? Yes, but again there was there was rumors that there were some ailments on that side of the ball, and, and maybe they got a Mississippi State that wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then again, you, you start second-guessing some of the plays made during that, that ball game. And, and yes, they played hard, but can they repeat that a following week and be productive against Texas A&M? I don't know, man. I almost wanted to Morristown Honda this thing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I, I'm – I'm I'm buying in. I feel like the Aggies have got to win out. They know this. This locker room knows this. The fans know this. Uh, this is going to be an electric environment for for two teams that have how many six combined wins? Combined six and twelve. Yeah. This place is going to be absolutely rocking. But I have faith that the Texas A&M Aggies get it done. Mm. Achain has a hell of a game. I think we're, we're walking away from this saying, again, Wigman is legit. Texas A&M is in good hands because you're stuck with Jimbo. So might as well buy into the future. So give me Texas A&M 28, Auburn 20. Ooh. I still think it's a close game. I think it's going to be a great game. But I like the Aggies to score last. Yeah. You might be dead on, Shane. I mean, again, Robbie Ashford – He's playing out there. He's playing tough. He's making these big-time runs in, in critical mm-hmm. situations, but not a threat passing the ball. Nope. So, you know, can you challenge this A&M defense? Even though they have struggled mightily, Shane, to stop the run, that is a huge concern because that is what Auburn loves to do with Tank, yeah. with Jarquez Hunter, and Robbie Ashford. I mean, they got a three-headed monster back there running. But if you know they're going to do that, Man, you got to believe they they can slow this thing down. So, 
you know, there's a, a lot to what you said. Connor Wigman, like you said, is back. Evan Stewart, there's a reason he was a prize yeah. pick selection. He's heating up. Moose Muhammad, the other receiver, he is heating up, playing the Absolutely. best football of his career. Devon Archie. Shane, I'll, this, I don't even think this is a bold take at this point in time, but, you know, he's going to be an All-American, or he should be. Right. All He should be first-team SEC. He should be first-team All-American. Aggies know how important Devon Archain is. I don't know if the rest of the country is still paying attention because they've been losing, but he's that good. He may be the best running back in the SEC, and he's certainly the one that's uh, getting the least amount of attention that's playing at an elite level. So mm-hmm. to say all that, you might be onto something here, Shane. At the same time, it's a sellout there, Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's a tough place <laughs> to play. Got Cadillac out here. This could be uh, his best opportunity to get a SEC win because you got to imagine they're going to be a huge favorite or, excuse me, mm-hmm. underdog in the Iron Bowl against Alabama. But, man. <laughs> Morristown Honda, Shane. <laughs> Auburn, 28, Texas A&M, 27. One point win here. So, I'm giving the Aggies the cover, believe it or not, (laughs) because the spread's only one and a half. But, really, I mean, I think this could go either way. Would not be surprised uh, which team wins it, either one really. But I just think not that A&M's given up because I don't think that's right to say. And, and like you said, last week, hell, the other SEC fans don't want to hear it, but they they ain't winning – with 20 players gone from the flu either, right. including your yeah. starting quarterback. So, and the guy, the quarterback you had playing was banged up anyway. So a lot going against the Aggies. I get it. But I think Auburn's playing with more heart. I think they're playing with more passion, more fire. Hell, they got down big time last week, Shane, on the road, mm-hmm. and they kept fighting. So even if A&M jumps out to a lead, I don't think they're going to give up. I do think if they jump out to a lead – they could run away with this thing. So, yeah. I love the way they're playing at the tail end of the season. That's incredible save considering their record. <laughs> but yeah, give me Auburn at home. I'm ready for uh I'm ready for the Aggies to prove me wrong once again. You know what? Yeah, I know. I I can't, I wanted to switch it. In fact, I was thinking about it when you were setting this one up and I was like you know, I could just flip-flop these scores. Nobody will know, you know, but I'd be lying. I just – I when I put it in there, I just feel like there was something to that Ole Miss game. There was something in there that I watched, and, and there was opportunities that, that Texas A&M could have beat a top 25 team. And obviously that gets lost when you have all those players out. It's an early game against the Florida Gators, which even then they still fought like hell. So I know there's a lot of fight in in this Texas A&M team, and I just think getting some of those pieces back, I I think this is – it's put up or shut up, and I think – I think Jimbo is 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 finally going to loosen up a little bit. I, I saw a little bit of it in Ole Miss, and then he kind of had to get back to being conservative and boring. And but they still hung in there with the Florida Gators. So I, I just feel like this is this could be a game. And I'm not lying, Mike. This this feels to me like could be a game that Texas A&M wins by four scores. I know that really? sounds crazy. I, I truly believe it. Texas A&M either barely wins or they blow 
them out. That's that's what happens. That's the what I feel like happens in this game. Now, there's some Auburn fans out there clipping this video and saying, I cannot wait <laughs> to put Cousin Shane on blast after we beat the shit out of the Aggies. So, we'll see what happens. But that's just how I feel uh, is that, you know, a lot of people get lost in last week and they don't they forget that uh, there, was, there was a lot of spark in the Texas A&M team the week prior. Right. My, my only my biggest thing, though, with the Aggies, Shane, I mean, it took them, you know, over half a season to, to get the offense really clicking. And yeah. as soon as they did, then the defense is falling apart. Like, I, I've got yeah. no confidence in the defense now either. So it's like, man, they just can't get, you know, once they get one side of the ball figured out, then the other one collapses. So, I don't know. And, I don't and know. that's that's one thing that the. I think that's what it's going to come down to is that defensive front. Yeah. If the, if they can't stop Ashford and and Tank and company, I mean that's they're in they're in a long long get day ahead of them. But yeah. if they can, I I just don't think that you can put Anthony Richardson and, and him in the same con. You know, they're they're two different quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson can actually throw the ball, and, I, and I'm not taking from Ashford because you look at the Arkansas game. He had some he had some moments in there. Uh, you know, he he did complete a lot of passes, but I still feel like when the when it comes down to forcing him to throw the ball, mm-hmm. that he he's just he he gets scared. He, he just wants to pull and run, and and that's just something you you can't coach out here at the tail end of the season. That's just who he is right now. Yeah. Now maybe in the off season they get another coach in there and maybe you know kind of groom him and get him better game prepared but at this moment you just got a kid out there trying to just win the game by himself so um, I think you can't do that with Texas saying the the film's out so I'm curious it's gonna be a fun game Uh, it's gonna be a fun game to watch for sure yeah how about this one Shane SEC East showdown South Carolina at Florida Gators favored by eight points at home the Mm -hmm. over-unders 59 total points. Game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Last season, South Carolina, huge win, 40-17 to in Columbia. I believe that's immediately after they said, oh, we, Dan Mullen, you're fired <laughs> after this one. All-time, Florida leads 29-10. to But not to say that's misleading because, hell, that I mean, that is the record. But this has yeah. been a, a – Fantastic series, a lot of interesting games. I mean, with every offseason, Shane, we we replay a clip or two of the refs with some questionable calls in this series. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina fans know all too well. No need to rehash it, but this is a, a, a game both fan bases, I got to feel like, think they can win, mm-hmm. maybe should win. They, they both feel that way. Who do you think wins on Saturday in Gainesville, Florida or South Carolina? You know, I think Gamecock fans are on the edge of their seat here because I don't think I've picked them right all year long. (laughs) I just, I mean, short of the Georgia game, I don't think South Carolina is just so hard to predict right now. And, and, you know, last week they're on cloud nine. Everybody, they're dancing in the locker room and rightfully so. They got them a big victory there at Vanderbilt. But the thing that I loved about it was we, we finally started getting some of our toys out. For the longest time, Beamer and company have, have been kind of a one-trick pony. Uh, the screen or Lloyd, that's it. That that was like the, the, the style of their offense. And it felt like this week we kind of got a little bit more – we got a little bit more – 
I don't know what the word is, but just exotic. And, and that's what the, I hope continues because South Carolina has a lot of players in that locker room that are just absolute animals. And I think they were having trouble getting them on the field at the same time. And that's that's the old coach mentality. You know, when you even talk to Nick Saban, it's like you want your best 11 out there. Now, it may there may not be a formation for, for all those players, but they need to find ways to just get more. More than Lloyd or you know or, or Vance out there, they got to have some other actions. I want to see some more Joiner. I want to see some more Bell. I want to. I want Juju out there. They gotta. They gotta get fun. But Mike, and you knew the butt was coming because I've been talking too much South Carolina here. The Florida Gators, what they have been doing here the last couple of weeks is quietly putting together a, a pretty good team. They, they're finally. It feels like we've got a little bit of chemistry. We got a little bit of a narrative, if you will. We know what this team's identity is, and if Anthony Richardson plays like he did last week, brother, they could beat anybody. They can absolutely beat him because he was again Heisman Anthony Richardson last week. And I feel like something clicked in that game. These boys, they they had it down to a science, and I feel like it continues over into this week. We've got a four o'clock kick off we're in Gainesville the crowds are going to be exciting they're going to be pumped up Florida has an opportunity to win out and 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 go out on this momentum train and, and get all the all the recruits that they want and just build up something special so without further ado I've got the Florida Gators winning this game 27 South Carolina 24 and them Gamecock fans are happy they're like thank God he didn't pick me <laughs> Well, here's what I know about Anthony Richardson, Shane. As soon as you bet on him, he burns you. As soon as yeah. you count him out, he's a Superman. So, mm -hmm. good luck with that one. You might be exactly right. You may have given Florida Gators a kiss of death right there, Shane. <laughs> Sounds like Marshawn Lloyd's going to go in this matchup. That'd be huge for the Gamecocks. But I think what you were kind of trying to say and hitting at there uh, with our offensive coaching staff there, it seems like if one of our premier playmakers like Marshawn Lloyd's on the field. We can't get the other Jaheim Bell on the field. Why? Yeah. I do not know. But if you, it's like it's almost like yeah. they have some vow down there, never put the two most dangerous players on the team at the same time on the field. For Lord knows what reason. I mean, you'd be devastating defenses if you put all these guys on the field at the same time. It's it's like like in the offseason when they have the red jersey for the quarterback. <laughs> It feels like, okay, who's who's going to have the ball? Or you know how they do the turnover chains and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like that guy comes in with a with a Florida State backpack, you know? And you're like, well, we know this guy's going to get the ball, so you can't be that predicted. Yeah. And, and if South Carolina, I mean, this is a real opportunity, Shane, for them to have more consistency on offense. They, they did it last mm -hmm. week against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's got the worst defense in the SEC. Well, Florida – they ain't far behind, brother. I mean, right. I, I know they cleaned it up last week against A&M, shut the Aggies out, so we got to give them credit. Maybe something has clicked there. But if you just go by efficiency, Florida, 94th in the country passing efficiency, 120th against the run, which is awful. So South Carolina should have some success in this ballgame. But the biggest mismatch on the field, chain you hit at it, Anthony Richardson, mm -hmm. ETN. Montrell Johnson, Florida, has the number four 
rushing efficiency in the country. Carolina's 116 stopping it. So <laughs> this is this is a nightmare matchup for for the Gamecocks when it comes to running defense. Hell, something that uh, you know you <laughs> you were quick to point out. Vanderbilt did whatever they wanted to South Carolina mm-hmm. on the ground. So I think it could get a lot worse in Gainesville with a better rushing attack. I think that's the the key to the game. But again. South Carolina, they play better as an underdog. You just can never predict these special teams, whether it's kick return, whether it's a block, whether it's a fake. I mean, they'll pull this stuff right out of like a rabbit out of a hat, you know. So if they get something like that, I certainly think they can win this football game. It's very dangerous betting on the Florida Gators because just because they won one game doesn't mean we should jump on the bandwagon. But playing at home, this is a game you should win. I'm going Florida, 33, South Carolina, 23. I like the the Gators to cover that uh, eight-point spread. And I think first down is the key, too. You know, South Carolina Mm -hmm. has a tendency to to go for those screens, (laughs) to get one or two yards here, and and they find themselves in a hole. So if you could take the average of the first five first downs and there is no pass for less than two yards – I'm giving South Carolina the victory, but I haven't seen it all year, so I can't do that right now. So I'm going the Gators here. It's almost like the old uh, NCAA video game, Shane, when the you know you got a quarterback that you're trying to get to win the Heisman or something, and you're like, I'll run it right up the gut for no gain, and then again for no gain, just so I can convert this third and ten with a with a twelve yard pass, and I'll just do that all game long. That apparently is Marcus Satterfield's playbook here and more often than not it does not work so yeah that that is going to be fascinating to see if I I did that well when you bumped it up to Heisman I had a tight end that had like 18 receptions (laughs) because I kept running the same play over and over again (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of uh, playing the game on Heisman Shane Georgia number one Georgia on the road at Mississippi State the Georgia Bulldogs, I almost said Bulldogs, but that's confusing in this one. Georgia Bulldogs favored by 16 points on the road, mm-hmm. over under 53 and a half total points. This is a night game, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. And a game two years ago, Shane, it was real back and forth. They needed JT Daniels to have a career day to save them. They need the same from Stetson in Starkville. What, what do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as all. I said that, I was like, I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, no, though. I, I think we see a little bit more uh, second-half Georgia here and a little bit more conservative play calling. I do like the fact that – and one of the overlooked stats is how how productive the, the, the passing game is with the Georgia Bulldogs, but mm-hmm. that's what they do. They get up early, then they just lean on the running game to take out, and that's exactly the formula that they're going to use during this one, Mike. I'm not convinced that there's any layover or, or letdown or trap game or any of that. Uh, this this team is dialed in. They want to be the best. They want to stay the best, and, and to do that, they're just going to go through whatever obstacle gets in their way, and unfortunately, it's going to be Mississippi State this week, so I'm not going to waste time sugarcoating this thing mike this is going to be another beat down from the georgia bulldogs now the one thing about this is the gambling side Ooh. part of me says okay georgia's just going to come out here steamroll i see there a situation that we're sitting there in the third quarter late second quarter and it's 28 nothing and it just another just 
you're not watching it. Nobody's watching the game. Yeah. But then Mississippi State does what Mississippi State does, and they make a couple of great plays, and they get back into the game for the gambling side, not an actual game. So I think they backdoor the spread here, but it, Georgia is just too dominant. And I, and I think the worst thing that could have happened for Mississippi State is the fact that they just played Tennessee. And and, and I know they're not exactly the same style of offense, but, you know, th- this is going to be some man-on-man matches, and Georgia's athletes are just better than uh, Mississippi State's receivers. So give me Georgia 31, Mississippi State 17. Backdoor spreads this thing. Man, you know what that is, folks? That's his Tennessee bias trying to get back one over on a Georgia I'm feeding them that rat poison, Mike. You know, (laughs) nobody could touch these guys. They're just (laughs) – You know, I'm concerned, Shade, earlier in the season, Mississippi State. Now, if you just look at the final score of that Alabama game, it looked like they got whooped. But there was a lot of weird stuff in that game, some questionable play calling, some – uh, turnovers that, you know, had Mississippi State been able to score early, I'm not saying it would have been a ball game, but it just – it wouldn't have looked like they just got whooped in Tuscaloosa, even though they did mm-hmm. score with the time expiring to, to not get shut out there. But what's concerning, Shane, is after that game, Mike Leach said, I think we're, we're afraid of that team in that Alabama yeah. jersey. What's going to change here with Georgia? I mean, hell – they may not have historically the last decade or so been as dominant as Alabama, but we all know Georgia is just as dominant, if not more dominant now. So mm-hmm. it, it may be a little bit different story. It's at home. You got the cowbells. But I would imagine, Shane, since they have not played in this venue in what uh, – I can't remember the stat, but I think it's been over a decade here. So I think the Bulldogs from Athens are going to invade Starkville they're known for doing this, Shane, taking the thing over. It's a sellout. Mississippi State's trying to stripe out the stadium. We'll see if they actually manage to do it. I do not know why, Shane, but Mississippi State is is one of the lowest attended uh, teams in the SEC this season. So, yeah, a lot of tickets going to be available for them Georgia Bulldogs to come in. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's just not much to make of the matchup, Shane. Georgia's elite on offense, elite on defense. Mississippi State, your biggest – and I hate to even say it and put it this way, Shane, but your biggest opportunity in this ballgame is if Georgia doesn't show up. Yeah. And if they play down to the level of the competition. And that's not trying to disrespect Mississippi State because they're probably going to have a winning record, and that is not something to overlook playing in the SEC West. But, you know, you're at best a top 25 type team. Georgia is the elite of the elite they should cruise to a victory here. I think they do it, and I think they mostly shut down Mississippi State, similar to Alabama. Give me Georgia 45, Mississippi State 10. This is my lock of the week, Shane. This 16 points, I don't get it at all. I think uh, I think they'll they'll be up by more than 16 by halftime. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm afraid of, Mike, because this is a dialed-in team, and I think – uh, there obviously there is going to be a little bit down to earth with the with the Bulldogs. We saw a little bit of that with the Florida Gators. Maybe looking forward to that Tennessee matchup, but you know those guys were so dialed in. That fan base was so dialed in. Going down there, it just seems like naturally there's going to be a little bit of a letdown. But I don't think it's going to be that we're we're not going to see a ton of points. I still think 
Georgia's going to do what Georgia does, and that's move the ball, especially in the first half. I just think Kirby gets – he has a tendency to get conservative yeah. once he gets that lead to a certain point and, and keep his guys healthy, and, and I see it no different. So, yeah, I see a little noise in the second half, you know, making it a little interesting for those betters back home. But, yeah, that's the only – only reason I'm worried about the spread is is just for that reason. So you're saying Kirby is like the anti Steve Spurrier? Yeah, no, he's like the <laughs> anti Lane Kiffin. You remember when he did that against Vanderbilt and, and he was trying to figure out what the spread was, and, and he ended up. That's what he is. He's the anti. He's like, what is it? Okay, I want the under. I don't want people talking about us until it until it's on a national stage. So. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? Missouri on the road at number five, Tennessee. Then Vols, Shane, favored by 20 and a half points at home. The over-unders, 57 total points. This game kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on CBS, nationally televised. Last season, Shane, Tennessee won 62 to 24 in Columbia. Worst loss Eli Drinkwitz has ever suffered as a head coach. The all-time series, how about this, though, Shane? This is another one of those series where everybody looks down on Missouri. They suck. They don't belong in the SEC. Well, hell, the series tied 5-5, five to five, so maybe don't talk down to a team. You you know, historically, you've not even beaten more than they've beaten you. But Tennessee has won three in a row. Yeah. Do they make it four? And how about this, Shane? I don't, I don't know if you saw this, and I don't mean to call this guy out because he's – He's a, uh, a great follow. He does a hell of a job. He used to own Football Time in Tennessee, the magazine, the website, Reed Carringer. Um, I, I'm just calling him out just because I saw his and I interacted with it, but I've seen this from basically all the Vols all week. He says, Tennessee scored 62 on Missouri. Uh-huh. Pretty sure they'll uh, do a lot more than that this season. But basically, it was something like that. But, but basically, everybody thinks they're going to steamroll Missouri, right. do you think they do that this week? No, I, 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 I don't think they steamroll them. I, I really don't, and and I want to discourage Vol fans, but y- you know you, you are coming off a huge game, yeah. a, a, a letdown with the Georgia Bulldogs. There's some of that's carrying over. We've talked about it for three, four days now. Don't think the the players haven't seen it on their social medias. You know, you get caught looking in the rear view and. And thinking about the mistakes you made. And then you come out not as confident. And that's one of the things that's so good about Hooker is 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 his extreme confidence with these receivers. He was putting balls out in the – I mean, just throwing dimes that, you know, a, a coach would like squint. Like, I can't believe you're throwing that damn pass. But he just had so much confidence that it was going to be there and it, it, it worked. So I would expect there would be a little bit need to be built back up for to, to get that, you know, because you you were hurt last week and there was a lot of hesitancy in his in his uh, his throwing, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was afraid to pull. And, and, and I, so I, I know I'm, I'm getting all worked up, but this game worries me a little bit, Mike. It's a nooner, you know. Yeah. You got Mizzou. It's a good defense. A lot of people don't give it credit. You don't give Mizzou credit on defense until you're playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go ask Kentucky how good this defense is. Go go ask Georgia how good this defense is. Everybody they've played, they've – 
South Carolina, hell, go ask them. We just it, yep. every time they play, then we walk away. Say, I can't believe Mizzou won that one, or Mizzou kept that one close. Well, they're keeping it close because they're really good defense. And you'd think that they didn't watch any of the tape last week that Tennessee and Georgia did, and they're not going to try to exploit some of those mistakes that the Volunteers. There's going to be more pressure in that game in that backfield than than any game Tennessee has seen this year. So part of me has that has them a little worried. Now I will say this: I don't think Mizzou and Georgia are the same, and, and I do think Tennessee's got a, a, a great offense, and, a, and they've got a, an excellent opportunity to to win out and go to a college football playoff. So I, I still think that this Vol team has got the pieces to get there. But don't be surprised if there's not a little bit of a slow start here, Mike. Mm. Uh, we we saw it earlier this year with uh, that unranked team. I don't even remember the name of that ball club that came in but it was seven seven you know there's going to be a natural little bit of a letdown and don't be surprised if you look up and mizzou's up 10-0 yeah but tennessee is one of those teams once they start clicking you cannot stop them so that's what eli's going to do in company he's going to do everything possible to keep tennessee's offense off the field and i think he's going to be successful but the problem that mizzou's going to run into is the cook the cook is up, he's down, he's all around. He's already came out here and said he's he's already heard a hostile environment over there at <laughs> Williams Bryce Stadium. So he yeah, it's a noon game, but this place is sold out and they're gonna be yelling and there's gonna be a lot of noise and a lot of excited fans because it's the last time we get to see them at home, some of these players. So it's gonna be a cool awesome atmosphere it's gonna be nice and cool too it's gonna be i think the temperature drops down to 45 at kickoff or 50 something like that they're so saying it's it might nice. rain but that oh yeah that was yeah, the God excuse last week shane i just I, I don't think it matters mike so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ramble too long i think tennessee once they start clicking mizzou's not going to be able to keep they're going to have to play a flawless game and once tennessee gets going it's just again they're going to run away with this thing but i think it's close the, the spread on this thing's 20 and a half. I've got Tennessee winning 35, Mizzou 17. So I like Mizzou with the points, but I think Tennessee uh, pulls away late in the third quarter with this one. You know, I didn't realize something till just this morning, Shane, one of our listeners uh, reached out. Did you know Missouri, they are 18 points away from being undefeated in the SEC? How crazy is that? <laughs> no, that is crazy. And hell, uh, you know that that you could swing that both ways. I'm sure you know mm-hmm. they're they're not getting it done in close games. Certainly, we all know that. But when you lose that many uh, by by such a slim margin, but at the same time, that gives you an indication. That gives you hope that if you can start clicking a little on offense, maybe you can win some of these ball games. You got Dominique Lovett. He's in the top five in SEC receiving. You got Luther Burden. He's one of the most dynamic freshmen in the country. You've got some running backs you can trust. And Pete uh, is a big one. You got the cook who, yes, I realize, like you said, you you just don't know which cook is going to show up. But (laughs) when a good cook shows up, Shane, he is tough. Nearly won you that ball game last week against Kentucky. Probably would have if not for that damn punt that we don't need to rehash here and like you said Tennessee you know how will they respond everybody's saying the 
all the right things. Shay, this team is they're locked in, blah blah blah. Well, what if they start pressing? I don't I didn't even hear you say that, Shane. They have got to win and they have got to win in impressive fashion for yeah. Hannon Hooker to be uh winning the Heisman or at least a finalist for Tennessee to make that push to the playoff. And they have not mm-hmm. been in this position before for, you know, playing it late in the season. Again, you beat Missouri by 10 points, they'll probably drop you in the playoff poll. Whereas going into the season, if I would have told you they beat Missouri by 10, I, I would think 100 out of 100 Tennessee fans would take it because a win yeah. is a win in conference play. And like you said, this defense, my God, people don't understand how good it is. And and imagine, <laughs> Shane, if the offense was not leaving them out to dry, how good the defense mm-hmm. would look. You know, so it's probably even better than we have imagined. And like you said, the blueprint's out a little bit, but – I guess you could swing at both ways because Missouri sure as hell does not have the defensive talent that Georgia has, but they right. do know how to attack this defense. Excuse me, this Tennessee offense. You know, some of these receivers, they struggled against Georgia. And again, Missouri doesn't have the DBs Georgia has, but right. get physical with them, push them at the line of scrimmage, lock them up, try to go man to man. That could be a real issue. So I think, like you, I think it's going to be a lot tighter ball game. Would not even stun me, like you said, if Missouri leads early. I think it's paramount, Shane, that Tennessee starts quick because that's what they've always done under Josh Heupel. Mm-hmm. But what do all these coaches say about Tennessee's offense, Shane? Everybody looks at the, these passes and these receivers, and, and Hendon Hooker's having a great season. He deserves all the respect. But it's really based on the ground game. Yeah, And that's what they trashed Missouri with last season. Well, Missouri's got a top – they're number 16 in the country, Shane, in stopping the run, rushing efficiency. So I think if they can muck it up there against Tennessee, this is going to be a lot more difficult than people realize. I say all that, Shane, to say Tennessee is going to win the game. But I like Missouri and the points. I'm going Tennessee 38, Missouri 20. And really, Shane, honestly, if I had more confidence in Missouri's offense, yeah, I may even pick them to win this game. I, I really would. But I just got no faith in them to do much. Uh, you know, they may have a hot quarter or two. But and Tennessee's offense, you know, I may be overreacting to one poor performance. If they heat right back into gear, they could blow the doors off Missouri. But I think this is going to be a tight ball game that Missouri covers that spread. That's, that's that's my feeling this game, Mike, that either A, it's going to be a close, tough-fought ball game, mm-hmm. or B, Tennessee just beats the brakes off of it. <laughs> and, and so I could see any scenario, and it, it truly comes down to a couple first downs. It comes down to Tennessee just getting that momentum, building that confidence, getting Hooker out there, and, and not second-guessing his arm. And if he does that, brother, Tennessee can put up, you know, they could put up 40, 50 points on these guys. And, and then, yeah, he's right back in the Heisman race and, and the college football playoff talk. But, mm. you know, Tennessee can't afford sluggish games. I, I remember we said this about Texas A&M a few years back. You know, they had an opportunity to sneak into the college football playoffs mm-hmm. if they had some sexy wins on their resume. 
Well, they didn't. And Tennessee cannot afford to have the same situation. They have got to have sexy wins here on out. And, and a, a, a one-kick field goal game against Mizzou, because that's all they're going to look at. They're going to say, okay, Missouri, after this game, even if they win, they're going to say, okay, Missouri is four and six. And Tennessee, it got down to a field goal. Then that's going to be the ammunition they need if if yeah. Michigan, you know, barely loses to Ohio State <laughs> or TCU, you know, or Oregon. That's the that's the one. Bo Nix, the ultimate quarterback, <laughs> couldn't do it in the SEC, but he's up there killing it. So, I it's it's those narratives, and you know how ESPN is, and you know how the media is, and they they're going to shit on Tennessee if they have any close games here on out. So they can't afford to do that. So um, I could see a couple different outcomes here. I just feel like it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, but once Tennessee gets in gear, uh, Mizzou's not going to have enough to bounce back. They they can't keep up. That's for sure. Yeah. You, any team you, you've watched, as soon as you get enough points on Mizzou, uh, I, I go back all the way to the Kansas State game. Once they got that thing going, it's it's like they didn't know what to do. So that, it, it really is, and they just they're not built for comebacks. Exactly. Well, how about this one, Shane? SEC West showdown. We got a trophy game here. Number seven LSU at Arkansas. Them Tigers, Shane, favored by three and a half over-unders, 62 total points. And no, not a night game as much as we wanted it to be one. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN right after college game day. Last season, Arkansas won 16-13 in Baton Rouge. But LSU leads the all-time series 42-23 and two, and two ties, believe it or not. Who you got in this uh, rivalry game that LSU doesn't claim as a rival, but I know Arkansas sure as hell does. Yeah, and I think Arkansas's got LSU right where they want them, overlooking them. Just another team, just a, a bye week. Come up there, get a victory, <laughs> get your trophy, and go home. That's what they think this thing is, and, and it's not. It, you're walking into a hornet's nest there in Arkansas. Uh, it is a noon game, which I think pays uh, – you know, obviously Arkansas's had some slow starts in, in, throughout the season here. But they can't afford to have that this game. Um, uh, Arkansas has got the pieces. We've said this all year long. It feels like we say the same thing because we know we've 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 been willing for Arkansas to to victories that just never come to fruition. Uh, they they have the tangible pieces to go toe to toe with a team like LSU, and, and LSU has an opportunity to fall off. They've been playing great, and, and once you start buying into yourself and and, and signing more NIL deals and and everybody's talking about the SEC championship. That's I've heard more people talk about SEC championship this week than I have Arkansas football. You know, that's exactly what Sam Pittman and company want. So uh, I think this is going to be a really, really close game, man. I, I do. I think this is going to go round and round, and uh, it may come down to a final two drives here. And, and I think Sam Pittman is – really needs this victory. I think the players need this victory. The fans for sure the hell need this victory. But it is so hard to bet against Kelly and company, man, because these guys keep finding ways to win. And 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 he's got – I think it comes down to quarterback play. And if you had me at the start of the season, I'm giving KJ the trophy and, and, and he's my man. But I can't say that this week, man. I, I think KJ's the second best quarterback on the – hell, he may be the third if he's injured. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so – 
That being said, I, I won't drag this one out either, Arkansas. I think you play them close. I do, but I, I still I still think that Kelly finds a way to get the victory. LSU 31, Arkansas 28. You know what Arkansas's really got going for them, I, I believe, Shane, in this matchup? You lost at home. You got your ass kicked by Liberty. I know the final score was close, but really you got your ass kicked, particularly in the first half and dominated at the line of scrimmage where you're supposed to be a strength of the program. But I think, Shane, when you lose a game like that, when you're kind of the laughing stock of the SEC for that week, what you want, Shane, you want a top 10 team, a, t- a rivalry game, one that, uh, like like I said, LSU does not even consider, they think so lowly of you, you're not even a rival to them. This is exactly what you want if you're an Arkansas Razorback. Come in here. If you're a man, you know, you come in here and you'll bounce back and you got something to prove to LSU this week. And I, I really do think this is going to be one of the most competitive, hard-fought ball games of the weekend. You mentioned K.J. Jefferson. That's kind of the big question mark. Is he banged up? Is he going to play? That looms large over this football game, no doubt. Rocket Sanders, we have got to get him back going. You know, one thing I don't think a lot of people outside of Arkansas are paying attention to, Shane, Jadon Hazelwood, Matt Landers, both those receivers, you know, all offseason, Arkansas, they lose the trail on Burks. They, got, they don't got receivers. Right. Both those guys are in the top ten in the SEC in receiving yards right now. So they have mm-hmm. got some big-time weapons on the outside. Again, it's all about that running game, though. We we saw that last week. If you can't run the ball, you ain't got a prayer on Arkansas's offense. So, that, And that is something that uh, LSU, their rush efficiency is 104. So Arkansas should be able to run the ball in this ball game. It's going to make it for a competitive ball game. Again, it, KJ status lingers so large in this matchup, though. Yeah. It, it's kind of – it's hard to know how to, how to predict this one. And I think – Shane, what, Brian Kelly deserves all the praise he's getting. Mm-hmm. No one saw this run coming from LSU. <laughs> I don't even think Brian Kelly saw it if, if, you, if, you, if he was being dead honest, you know? Yeah. But you know what Brian Kelly don't know, Shane? He don't know week in, week out, the grind of the SEC while he was at Notre Dame. They have a big win over Southern Cal, then they get Navy and Syracuse <laughs> and all these garbage teams. You know, they, they had to play two tough games a year. In the SEC mm-hmm. – he could be in Every for a, a rude awakening that as soon as you get that huge win, man, you got another one coming right to sucker punch you when you're not seeing it. So <laughs> this is going to be a hell of a game. I think pressure now on LSU. Like you said, we we kind of said the same thing about Tennessee. LSU, Shane, they yeah. they cannot – you can't be winning by one or two points against a team with a, you know a subpar record and sneak into the college football playoff. You just can't. Right, and you may be looking ahead to, you know, you certainly hope LSU's not already looking ahead to Georgia because they they got to finish the deal. But you know that is something to consider how this team responds to the, just a huge, huge win. Jaden Daniels is playing out of his mind. They, you know, he's going to be tough to stop. But you know, this is something we always talk about, Shane, with uh, when a team faces a quarterback like that it, the week prior. Maybe that gives them an advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, this Arkansas defense, Shane, they face it every day in K.J. Jefferson. So it don't matter who they faced last week. They they got the best prep 
you can get for Jaden Daniels. So right. this is going to be a hard-fought, tough ball game. I am a pair away, Shane, from picking Arkansas with the outright upset. I really do think they can win this game, and I would do it, Shane. I honestly would if I knew KJ was 100% good to go. Yeah. But I got to go with LSU here, and Razorback Nation – Breathe a sigh of relief. They get pissed off every time I pick Arkansas to win a game now. So I'm doing them a favor, picking you to lose at home. I like LSU to win and cover. But remember, this is just a three-and-a-half-point spread. So I'm going LSU 28, Arkansas 24. I think this is going to come down to the wire, though. I really do. Oh, man. You and them Razorbacks. You're going <laughs> to – you're going to be buried with them, ain't you? <laughs> Just eventually, I go. <laughs> Whooping all the way down. So, uh, no, I, I do. I do. I, I just hate that this game's at noon. I really do. I yeah. thought it was a night game. It should be a night game because I really do think if this were, everybody'd be watching a tough fought ball game. Mm-hmm. People are going to overlook it because it's at 12, and that's sad. So, but anyway, man. Uh, still going to be a hell of a matchup. We got it close. Vegas has got it close. So we'll see how this thing plays out uh, tomorrow. Now, one final game, Shane, the SEC on CBS game of the week, number nine, Alabama at number 11, Ole Miss. Both these teams, Shane, still in it for the SEC West, not mathematically eliminated by any means. Crimson Tide favored by 12 points on the road. The over-under, 64.5 points. The game, of course, kicks off at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on CBS. Last season, Alabama won 42-21 in Tuscaloosa. They're 57-10 with two ties all-time against Ole Miss and 10-3 in Oxford. They've won six in a row. The average score in those six games, Shane, Alabama 56 Ole Miss 25. So these have not really even been that competitive. And old Lane, he's 0-3 against his daddy, Nick Saban. <laughs> Does he get his first win over Nick Saban here on Saturday? Oh, it's going to be a fun environment, I'll tell you that. Get your popcorn ready, as they say. <laughs> this is this is always fun watching these two guys go against each other. Just the buildup, the the snide comments you're going to hear uh, right there as Lane gets there at the stadium, and there he'll probably fire off a tweet right before kickoff. So I'm, I'm excited <laughs> just to see what kind of content, media content we get because yeah. it's just it's just a good environment. The, the problem that, that Lane Kiffin and, and Ole Miss has, brother, is I think the, the, the part of this schedule. Like, if this were week one, Ole Miss would have a better opportunity to upset Alabama. If Alabama was undefeated, I think Ole Miss would have a better opportunity to upset um, the Crimson Tide in this game. But – the fact of the matter is Nick is coming off yet another devastating loss. Yeah. You've got you got the, the, we've seen it. The smoke signals coming out of camp, <laughs> the, the you know, I Bill even going to show up to this game and and there's there's all this noise that you're hearing and uh and I and I think I think Nick and company get back to Alabama football, man. Just some tough-nosed football. 
get back to the running. They got away from it during this LSU game. I think they lean in on it. And that's something Ole Miss has had a little bit of tough time stopping is that running game. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Bryce is 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 the best quarterback in the country, and he will be a tool that they'll use here. But it doesn't need to just come down to Bryce's arm. And, and when you think about the two losses that Alabama has had, less than a, a field goal between the two, it's come down to a shootout between Bryce and the other team. It doesn't need to be that way. And I think that's what what Alabama does is get back to its root. It gets physical because they can be physical and they can beat Ole Miss just with the running game. Don't there's part of me that says, you know, that wants to pile on Nick Saban. There's a part of me that says, Man, what about a th- – because I, I did this. After Tennessee won, I was like, what about a two-loss Alabama? What about a three-loss Alabama? You know, I, I'm here for it, brother. He's had, a, he's had a good run. It's time for them to get some losses. I just don't see Lane Kiffin doing it. But, man, wouldn't it be an awesome story? Wouldn't mm. it Wouldn't it be great if Lane Kiffin – I can only imagine – the shit he would say post game after. I mean, even you know, I'm saying he couldn't get to a camera quick enough if he wins this thing. But unfortunately, you're catching Bama at a wrong time, and that's why I like them winning big. 42, Ole Miss, 28. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say. I mean, Alabama's offense. You just look at the numbers, Shane. At a major advantage going up against this Ole Miss defense. Ole Miss certainly. I got confidence they'll be able to run the ball, even though Alabama Mm -hmm. has shown they can stop it. But I think your your main point there, Shane, when we start doubting Alabama, when we start criticizing the dynasty, when we start saying this is the end, that's when Alabama responds the most. You know what? (laughs) I would love, just like you said, to pick against Alabama. Hell, I picked against them even in the last year's matchup. They won by three touchdowns, and and I believe it could have been even worse. So – it's just hard to see. It's hard to ever pick against Alabama, Shane. And every time yeah. I do, they win big. When I pick them to win, they lose. So I'm doing. I'm gonna. I don't want to spoil my pick so early, but I guess I have already have. <laughs> I'll pick against Ole Miss and see what they can come up with. But I just think they'll respond to this matchup. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to disrespect the Ole Miss fans, but I think Baton Rouge Neyland Stadium. I think that's a different animal than playing in Vaughn Hemingway Stadium. I know they can get oh, yeah. loud. I know they can get crazy. It should be one hell of an environment, but it's not a night game. I think that also kind of hurts uh, the Ole Miss faithful there. It would have been a lot more rowdy at night. Alabama, I just think, man, they still got Bryce Young, Shane. Yeah. And I think last week against LSU he played, you know, a B, B-plus game. And, hell, it came down to – a two-point conversion and overtime on the road to beat him. You have to just play at such a high level. And if Jackson Dart, do we have confidence that he's going to be able to trade scores with Bryce Young? I mean, no. There's there's not no. a chance in hell. Maybe in a year or two when – but Bryce will already be in his second season in the NFL. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's not to discredit Jackson Dart because I think, I think he's a promising talent, but he's just not ready for that. Uh, Judkins is great. Zach Evans is great. They'll get theirs in this game. They will keep it competitive. I see it a little bit closer than you, but again, yeah, Alabama's getting called out. Their manhood's being challenged. They're losing these big-time games because they're having all these penalties. They're playing on discipline. I just don't think we're going to get that version of Alabama this weekend. I'd be stunned if we do. 
They haven't lost back-to-back regular season games since 2008, Shane, as crazy as that is. Give me Alabama, but give me Ole Miss and the points. I'm going Alabama 38, Ole Miss 28. So just barely covering that spread. But I do think this this could be a really good game. I just think in the fourth quarter, I think Alabama takes control of it. Yeah, and I, I, again, I think as it is a prominent running game. You, you look at Ole Miss, the last four games, they've had Texas A&M, LSU, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. All four of those teams have had a 100-yard rushing. You know, so I yeah. expect – Alabama to have a hundred yard rusher and, and that's only going to make things easier for Bryce. So that's, that's when I'd say getting back to the roots, that's when you think of Bama, I don't know about you, brother. I think a good defense mm-hmm. and a hell of a running game. Now the quarterbacks have kind of stole the, sh- the, the, the show here the last few seasons, but you know, sometimes you got to get back to your roots and I think that's what Saban and company do. But, Brother, before you get going too far, I want to ask you one question because we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five ranked games uh, being played Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'd like for you to rank upset possibility here. Okay. So I, I've already got my list because I've been thinking about it. So I'll go and I give you some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go from like least likely to most likely. Okay. So I think least likely is Kentucky losing to Vanderbilt. 24th ranked Kentucky. I, I just, that was my lock of the week. Mm-hmm. I have no confidence that Vanderbilt's going to win that game, especially with Swan out. Then I go to Georgia, Mississippi State. Uh, again, full confident that the Georgia Bulldogs get that, that game. Now, here's where things get a little bit murky. I'm going to go Ole Miss, Alabama. Um, you know, even though I just said Alabama, you know, beats. Beats Lane Kiffin and company. I just I, – I, I don't know why I keep saying company. When did that become a thing? I don't know, but I need to stop. Sometimes Mike stops me. So I'll say a word over and over again. He's like, dude, stop saying that word so much. Okay. So no more company talk. But I, I still – I put them three. No no confidence that, that Alabama loses this game. Now, the, the two that I'm, I'm worried about, because one of them involves my balls, is the Tennessee-Mizzou game. I, again, I see there being a, a, a slim chance. I'm not saying it's a, they're calling it an upset for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Tennessee on upset alert because of the the, the time of the game, uh, not just not just actual noon, but the fact that it's right after this Georgia game. There's just so many factors, and and you know we get caught looking ahead, and um, we just can't afford to do that. And then I would have at the top, of course, LSU Arkansas because I can see there being a possibility Arkansas wins that game. Mm-hmm. So. What would be your list if you're ranking those top those five games? Yeah, not to uh, be, be too anticlimactic. I think you did you did a great job there, but I, I think for me the least likely upset you put Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Yeah, I think it's Georgia losing to Mississippi State. That's that seems the least okay. likely to me. Number two for me is that Vanderbilt beating Kentucky just because I. You know, Kentucky is ranked. I, I get it. I'm trying not to be disrespectful to them, but, you know, they have been up and down. They play up to and down the level of competition. Remember, you know, they've mm-hmm. had some non-conference games. It's like, how is this a ball game in the fourth quarter? You know, you're favored <laughs> right. by 20 points, and, and Miami of Ohio has got the ball. They can win this damn game. So, you know, Kentucky is a flawed team, but they are playing Vanderbilt. Number three, I agree with you. It, Alabama being upset would be a, a – surprise to me 
Mm-hmm. But number two, right, I'm right there with you. Tennessee. I don't. I think that again, um, if Brady Cook shows up and he's he lights it up, there's a good chance they beat Tennessee. I just don't. I don't have confidence necessarily in him and that Missouri offense. But the defense is is incredible. They're gonna. This is the matchup of the of the weekend in my mind. The Missouri defense versus the Tennessee offense. Cannot mm-hmm. wait to see that. And yeah, I, hell, I, I said it would be a four point game. So I got to go LSU, most likely to get upset. And I forgot to mention this when I was picking that game, Shane, but I would not even be surprised if Arkansas goes into the fourth with a lead. But we've mm-hmm. seen this. LSU, they've gotten down in a bunch of games. Auburn comes to mind. Uh, there was Florida State, obviously. They did lose that game, but they got down. They got down in the Ole Miss game. Yeah. They get down in these games, but they. They have a hell of a strength and conditioning coach, apparently, because they get tough as hell in the fourth quarter. They finish the deal. That's how I think they come out with a a four-point win on the road at Arkansas. But let me ask you, you asked me a question, so I want to ask you one real quick. If Alabama does lose, which neither one of us is picking, and and, and hell, we (laughs) do. Get them out of there. (laughs) We just said it's unlikely. But, man, that's three out of four SEC Uh games lost and you know i don't hear enough people talking about this shane remember a couple years ago scott cochran left to go to georgia and they brought in these like they're you know they're like nutrition scientist people i don't don't know what the hell they do but everyone was we don't need scott cochran we're a new age uh you know training staff and all this not only is it a coordinators are questionable i think you know, this team is lacking energy. They're lacking discipline. That's that's where the strength and conditioning program comes in, I think. And that's basically what those guys do during the game is get these kids hyped yeah. up and get them ready to play. And that ain't been happening. So I think, um, you know, that, that, that I think the the meltdown would be epic in Tuscaloosa if they if they lose this game. I'm not again <laughs> not firing Nick Saban, but God, it's. The, the dynasty will be dead if they lose this one, in my opinion. Oh, three games, the goalpost coming down. Well, the goalpost <laughs> didn't come down at LSU, but, uh, but three games. Could you imagine just being on that? But it is Alabama, mm-hmm. and I don't want to pile up on them. You, you, you had an interesting stat with Mizzou there. I mean, you could say the same thing with Alabama. They're four points away from being undefeated. Yeah. Four points. So, uh, yeah, losing three would, would be – catastrophic but not for Nick Saban not for this fan base not for these players but for those assistant coaches some of them some of them just may not make it back home you know they may start working with Lane down there so uh I I I I mean you gotta you gotta mention it but I I don't get me wrong. Lane Kiffin's going to have some stuff dialed up, and I can't wait to see what he rolls out, yep. especially those first two drives that he gets. So, yeah. two, uh, two weeks I, to I, prepare, the wrinkles are yeah. going to come out, you know? Absolutely, man. So, we'll, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow, though, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, I appreciate you. As always, we went a little bit long, so let's cut it here. We yeah. appreciate each and every one of you, and if you haven't already, don't forget – All this outstanding content coming to you free. We don't ask for much, Shane. What we do ask for is you to rate the podcast five stars. You do that, and hell, we even reward you with a free beer koozie. Just send send your reviews on over to thatsecpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a screenshot of your review. You can do that on Apple. You can do it on Spotify. Or just subscribe to the channel on YouTube. You do any of those. 
hit us up at thatsccpodcast at gmail.com. We'll send you a beer koozie free of charge. But that's going to do it for me, brother. Very excited to catch these games. Appreciate you, as always. Appreciate everybody for checking out the show. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. No upset. No upset. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.